Hi, this is Travis McElroy, your middleest good boy, and you're listening to the Good Boys Girls. Have fun! podcast for the McElroy family of products. My name is Haley Rose. My name is Lily Blue. And we are the, the Good, Good Boys, Boys Girls. Girls. Hi, I love you. Hi, I love you. McElroy products extend far beyond the McElroy family itself. Yeah. Uh, because the McElroy brothers are married. And mm-hmm. one of them <laughs> is married to Sydney Sydney McElroy. Who, who used is, to be. Uh, who used to, who she is a doctor and a mother and not just a wife. Uh-huh. I want to say that uh-huh. she's, her her one characteristic is not that she's Justin's wife. She's many many things. She's and a she, wonderful wonderful human being whom we incredibly love. talented and brilliant and we love her and we stand a queen and we stand a queen. Uh, but she used to be Sydney Smurl. Mm-hmm. And um, if you've seen the TV show, you have met her father, um, who is. Uh, he he's the guy who does the interview with with Griffin and and Travis in the in the resume episode. Yes, Tommy Smurl. Tommy Smurl, and um, the uh, he has three daughters, <laughs> um, and they are Sydney Smurl, who's now Sydney McElroy, Taylor Smurl, and Riley Smurl, who's mm-hmm. the sweet babyest sister. Sweetest and babyest sister. She's so small. She's so tiny. She's so tiny, I can't even see her. I can fit her in my pocket. She's so small. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We love you, Riley. But um, so, um, but because of this disparity, um, Riley is is a teenager, while Sydney, the oldest, is in her thirties. Um, and Sydney grew up in the nineties, whereas Riley grew up in the aughts. Um, mm-hmm. And in the in the teens of uh, the now times, um, she's a so now teen. She's a now teen. She's currently a teen. She's a now teen. Actually, I, I so she's pretty close to being not a teen anymore. I think. Yeah. So I think yeah, she's rapidly encroaching upon the 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 the, the rebranding of this property. <laughs> yeah, she's in college um, already. So we're talking about, of course, still buffering, which is. The podcast that was started by Sydney and Riley, um, huh? was it two years ago? Uh, 2016, yes. So three years ago. Um, wherein uh, Sydney, who is the eldest, uh, talks to Riley, the youngest, about what it's like to be a teen <clears throat> now and what it was like to be a teen then. Their tagline, which is great, is I am a teenager and so was I. Um, and it started as just the two sisters, the oldest and the youngest, talking about um, teen stuff and what was like fashionable and what, how how parties worked and how parties work and what music is good now and what music is good then and what's come back and, and what's how to do you know gone out like... how to do makeup and yeah how like different kinds of teens and like where you fit in yeah and it's it's very very fun and um, <clears throat> yeah. So it it started off as uh, 
just this this great little uh, bo- sisterly bonding activity, which of course was probably fed into by the viral podcast fever that the McElroy brothers inspire in everyone <laughs> who hears them. And I could only imagine what it would be like to be in con- constant contact with that that absolute oh my fervent seriously baby um, every time if we like knew the McElroys every time you and I have an idea to make a podcast rather than adding it to the list of podcasts to make someday we like crazy people oh like um hmm, Travis would just make <laughs> a new podcast yeah every single time oh my god so I could only imagine what it's like to live with that so uh Sydney and Riley started this podcast in 2016 to, um, you know, get closer together, but also to explore these ideas of, of teenageness uh, through the ages. And um, they do a fantastic job of doing this. And um, originally it was just the two of them. But as time went on, uh, it was that episode. Uh, I forget the number, but it was how to nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the nerdiest person they knew, their sister, Taylor Smurl. Um come on and she uh talked about how she teened uh which is a thing that happens every time they have a guest on they ask them how how did they teen um so she came on but everybody loved it so much and i I assume they loved the 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 chemistry of having all of the sisters together uh in one space to do a podcast um enough that they they kept taylor on as a regular and now she's the the third host of Still Buffering. Yeah, well, Taylor, from um, what I understand, is like a very busy person. Yes, um, and so I she, think like my understanding is that she didn't want to like commit to the podcast because she wasn't sure she would have the time to do so. Um, but then, yeah, and then she was like, you know what, this is great, and I enjoy spending yeah, time with my sisters. So who doesn't it's it's beautiful. Well, I don't have sisters, so um, I can't really say. But I enjoy spending time with my brother to an extent. Um, so I uh, sorry, yeah. Rob, if you listen to this, which you probably don't. yeah, he probably don't. So he <laughs> uh, so so they um, do the show, and I I really enjoy the way that they kind of like they kind of unearth some weird patterns in like it's as a historian, I really enjoy it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like as like yeah. just in a in the modern history sense of like weird little things pop up of like you know overalls were really in in the 90s and overalls are really in now and there was like this gap in between where like if you wore overalls you looked like a dingus right and like how how weird and subjective fashion is and also the fact that like in the 80s pants were really high jeans were like high-waisted and then the 90s they got lower in the 2000s they were super low and then they started getting higher again in the teens, and now all of a sudden we're back to high-waisted jeans again. So it's like just these weird arbitrary kind of things that go on. One of my favorite things that popped up was the fact that uh, Blink-182 was supposed to play at Fire Festival, and <sighs> and Riley brings this up, and then Sydney goes, Blink-182? Like, the same Blink-182 that I listened to when I was younger? Yeah. Like, they're still around? Um, and popular still, uh, which is just a weird thing to, to notice. Hilarious. It was very funny. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they do this thing and they also have, uh, guests come on, uh, frequently, which is my favorite part. Those are my favorite episodes of the The show personally. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like you get to know a little. It's an interesting question. You know what I mean? How did you teen? Is such an interesting idea. Yeah. And I think we'll get into that for ourselves in a little bit. But um, Oof. I mean, I'm just still out of teenhood, but I don't mind talking about that at all. Right. So but I love that idea of like, you know, they have uh, Justin come on at one point to talk about video games. Yeah, they that have, was a great episode. Um, yeah, they had recently they had Hank Green from the Vlogbrothers come on talk to talk about, about um, how yeah. to YouTube. And um, there's some great moments in that where he's like, yeah, I uh, make my living on the Internet and I, I hate the Internet. Uh, <laughs> <Mood>. um, <laughs> um, it's so he's uh, he's like, I used to love it a lot. And now I absolutely hate it uh, because and they were like, why? And he was like, well, it's 2019. Um, <laughs> so I was like, that's a valid response, Hank Green. Um but uh, one of my favorite episodes, obviously, is the one with Lin Manuel Miranda, oh, um, God, where he comes on and they so talk about how to theater, and you just get to listen to Lin talk about like warm ups from <clears throat> high school theater and being and a how theater he... geek and realizing like Lin Manuel Miranda was me. We were the same person. Yeah, that like <laughs> in he our youth got the part of um, uh, what's the guy's what's Conrad Birdie and Bye Bye Birdie and Bye Bye Birdie, and, Bye-bye Birdie. And, Bye-bye Birdie. and so he was twelve years old and had all these women fainting at his feet when he sang and he was like well I don't want to do anything, anything else, else ever. ever yeah like what you can't do that to someone who's more hormone than boy yeah um oh, so, so he, good. there's some absolute gems in this show but like even when it's you know just the sisters and I, I hesitate to say just the sisters because they are oh you know, they're as fabulous. much of a they're fabulous. They're as much of a powerhouse of, you know, good sibling energy, but it's like, it's girl energy. It's not, it's not the rough and tumble, it's not rowdy gross boy, boy energy. energy. Exactly it's not right. rowdy, gross boy energy like the McElroy brothers. It's, um, Arya, can you please not tear my curtains down? <laughs> oh, my cat. Um, it's not rowdy, rowdy boy energy. It's nice girl energy. And it's like, it's rowdy and it's not like girls are gross and like, you know, they get, they get gross and. What? Girls are gross? They get rowdy and they get their own way, but it's like a distinctive energy, right? It's very good. Um, But it's still very much sibling energy and like Taylor is very much the middle child and Sydney is very much the oldest and Riley is very much the youngest. Like they all fit their roles pretty perfectly. Riley's almost an only child just because of kind of like her Circumstance, yeah. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, I think one of my favorite episodes was the How to Nerd episode um, Mm -hmm. where Taylor comes on for the first time because like First of all, it was so great to I love I love Taylor a lot. She's she's very cool. Um or they I'm not sure what um pronouns Taylor uses. Um I will look it up right now yeah, before we continue. That would be a good thing to know cuz um I know that Taylor is is queer. Um and uh actually talks about that in the Pride episode, um which is a very cool episode uh because Riley brings on one of her friends um who is gay to talk about kind of her teen experience of being gay um now, and Taylor talks about um Taylor talks about uh Taylor's experience when 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 she was growing up, they were growing up um the wiki says her. Okay. 
Her it is. Okay. Her it is. Um, so yes. Uh, yeah. Taylor was talking about her experience growing up and like how she moved to New York to go to college and like she really wanted to go there to go to art school but there was also a certain degree of like well if I move out to a, a, play, a liberal place like New York I can finally be myself um, right. and, and it was just really interesting to like hear them actually get like super real um, and their most recent episode they did a whole episode on how to save the environment and like the whole episode is like super deep and super real about like climate change and politics and like yeah, it's it's the podcast can be very funny and like cute and very much sibling energy, but it also can get like super real. Um, yeah, and, and that's I like, like that a lot great. though, because yeah. um, you know I love my bim bam and I love the silly goofums, but I almost feel like if they, they did don't get real as often, yeah, if they ever did any kind of serious content on that show, it would feel out of place. You know, like it just mm-hmm. wouldn't feel right. But like this show is a perfect balance of like funny goof ups and also like super real conversation about real things that are happening. And like, you know, Sydney emphasis talks about being a doctor and like emphasizes the important importance of getting vaccines and like, but you know, but they talk about it like family members, you know, right. because it's, it's, it's great. It's really nice. It serves the function of podcast in a very podcast in a podcast. very, uh, very like, real way of like you know it's it's a window into people's lives you yeah. know what i mean yeah and like you know the macro brothers might not get that real like on the air and i'm sure they get real in person but i oh, I'm, I'm sure to you the majority of their in-person or interactions are goof goof boner jokes right you know like that's that seems to be what they're about when they're together right because i i don't know about you but like you know i have a certain persona when i'm with friends and i have a certain persona when i'm with colleagues right and you know at school and i have a certain persona when i'm with my brother and my brother and me have a very specific um kind of uh interactions where it's just you know no one can make me laugh like my brother can right. like well, just on the floor can't breathe and it's not even like if anyone else told that joke it wouldn't be as funny he just right. knows exactly what to say to say right no i i just like i don't want to be gendered about it but i feel like there is a very di- i mean as somebody who has a brother and a sister there is a huge difference between brother energy and sister energy like my brother and i interact and talk about very different things than i talk about with my sister you know right. and like it's just it's just different like it's just a different mm-hmm. kind of energy and it's not even because they're boy and girl it's just we have different relationships because mm-hmm. they play different roles in my life you know and that's just the like that's just the science that's just science that's bro that's just the there's science only two broski. there's only two siblings changed my mind <laughs> um <laughs> So wait, um, are you trying to tell me I have a secret third sibling that I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so the uh, the show itself is the, each episode is about an hour long. Um, Some of the or, earlier ones are a little shorter. Um, these days they go a little long, but they uh, they're very just it flows really well nothing really drags um and it's like it's very chill like it's definitely like if you want a shot of sibling energy but you don't want to fucking like lose your goddamn mind (laughs) uh 
<laughs> you'd listen to Still Buffering rather than Mabim Bam. Right. Um, but Mabim like, Bam it definitely makes has you that feel same... like you're going insane. Yes, it does. And like to great In effect. In the best way. But this one makes you, this one is like, I would recommend as your podcast phys- uh, physician, I would uh, <laughs> prescribe um, one dose of Mabim Bam in the morning to get you up and get you going for the day as an insane person. And then one dose of still buffering in the evening to get you down ready for bedtime. No, no. I would recommend Mabim Bam in the morning, still buff in the afternoon with lunch, and then wonderful in the evening. As you're going to sleep. That's a that's a good one. I also recommend Wonderful in the Morning as a great way to start your day. As a nice, day. pleasant wake Mabim up. Mabim Bam true. in the afternoon to complement your mid-afternoon breakdown. Mm-hmm. And then still buffering at dinner time to just have a wry chuckle and like get back to reality a little bit. That's true. Um, Sawbones is also a good like evening. Yeah, all of the... mid-afternoon. The, the, all of the wife casts are... Um, very very good yeah they're for good any like time. settling I mean, down dinner time they're, they're all good all the time for um, sure but you know if i was a pod yeah. you know what calling yourself the podcast doctor you know what this means now right what you have to get legally have to get a doctorate so you can be dr haley's haley rose podcast dr. Haley's. doctor hi i'm dr haley's <laughs> um i've learned how to duplicate myself <laughs> i we mean are dr. i'm already haley's. getting a doctorate so like I, can I have be to get my doctorate doctor. in podcasts. Well, it's fine. Okay, I you'll be, be the you'll I'll be the, the podcast, podcast doctor. doctor. If I'm gonna, if I was to get any advanced degree, it would probably be masters because I don't have the patience f- to you, be a doctor, be and my, I don't mean that as a joke. You can be um, my podcast nurse. It's fine. <gasps> That's cute. Um, so <laughs> we should probably go to a break. But when we come back, I want to, um, you know, in our in our normal good boys girls vein, I would like to. You want to talk about uh, how we teen? Yeah, and do a little homage, a okay. little homagi, as they say. Homagi, um, I'm good with a homagi. All right, so let's go to break. Hi, welcome to the Honey Zone. Hi, we're here. We made it to the Honey Zone. We made it to the fucking Honey Zone. Hey, so, no um, fucking swearing on my goddamn podcast. I'm, just, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> I love you. I'm, I'm fucking sorry, man. Uh, shit. Uh, so, um... <laughs> I want to take a moment to sitting right here and tell you all about this podcast so that we sorry. added to our network. Yeah. Yeah, you ruined my good Fresh Prince joke with your d- disgusting throat, throat cum. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? Your disgusting throat jism. Ew. <laughs> I want a divorce. We're not married yet. Can't get divorced until we get married. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want a well, preemptive well divorce. Well, shit. Checkmate, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I love you. <laughs> I love you. So, um... I want to talk to you about the newest podcast we added to our network, uh, and that's Artificial Ghost Radio. Yeah. And let me tell you, there's nothing artificial about this ghost radio. (laughs) Um. (laughs) You saved it. You saved the bit. I did. So um, this is a show hosted by two wonderful people, Mars and Miles, um, who talk about music and pop culture and stuff. 
Um, and they occasionally have guests come on to share their favorite songs. Uh-huh. And all of the episodes are Including centered around me? a theme. Uh, and these guests in- have included uh, Blue, myself, uh-huh. Penny Parker, uh-huh. and uh, anyone else? Uh, I'm sure there have been some other people, but I don't know. Cause I'm but a we're bad. the only ones that are important. We're so. <laughs> So, uh, they're absolutely wonderful people. Um, Mars is great. Uh, Miles is fantastic. Miles is Australian. So if you're craving some of that good Aussie accent in your, um, in your, in your, in your, uh, ear, then listen to Artificial Ghost Radio. Um, also they're both ghosts, which is spooky. And I love that. Um, so, uh, just, uh, keep an ear out. They're obviously on the, I don't know what happened through my accent. Um, they're obviously <laughs> on, um, uh, Lunar Light Studio, like all of our great podcasts, including this next one we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Over Which. Over Which? Over Which. Over yes. Whom? Over, over Which. Whom? Over Whom? Over Which. <laughs> Over Which is a podcast, a video game podcast hosted by three wonderful boys, uh, Joe and Ray and Terrence, um, who are actually all together in the same place right now, which is very cool. They're all visiting Joe, and I I think it's really cute that they're all going to be together on the same weekend you're coming to visit me, which I think is really sweet. Um, That's gay. Yeah, so they want to play Smash together this weekend sometime when we're free, so we're all like kind of almost in the same place together um but anyway uh so they are video game boys except they're not like gamers but they're cool boys i like them a lot um (laughs) they uh talk about overwitch every every week they uh, or i guess every other week on fridays they talk about overwitch news overwatch news news, i apologize i'm so sorry (laughs) they talk about I'm a fake gamer girl. Uh, they talk about Overwatch news, and then they all play a game, or have previously played a game, and then they give it a review, and they talk about what they liked and what they didn't like, and then, um, th- you know, we under- they understand how valuable Overwatch playing time is, and so they use that as a metric to decide whether or not the game is play- worth playing, so they decide whether or not they would give up their Overwatch time to play this game, which I think is a really neat metric. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's um, a very unique kind of way of uh, judging a game. Yeah, it's it's very unique and um they're so funny. Their chemistry together is amazing. They've been friends for forever. Um and so, yeah, they're they're great boys and you should definitely go check them out. Um that's Over Witch. Um they are on Twitter and you can find both Artificial Ghost Radio and Over Witch at lunarlightstudio.com. And yeah, I think that's all we have for the Honey Zone today. Uh, not just yet, buckaroo. <gasps> oh? I've got something special. Okay. Our Patreon. Oh, Patreon.com slash Lunar Light Studio. If you hop on over there, you can donate. And we have several tiers available for you as donors, uh, each with their own special rewards. And uh, let's just pop that up right here. And give you a little rundown, baby. Why don't you tell them what some of the things that uh, donating uh, will help us do, and uh, and yeah, enlighten them as to why why we need their help. Absolutely. So, for those of you uh, who would like to donate, um, donations that you give to us help us with a lot of things. They help us um, 
pay for our hosting fees. Um, everybody on our network um, is all hosted on a wonderful website called Pinecast, um, which we love endlessly. Thank you so much, Pinecast, specifically Matt from Pinecast, um, who I'm sure is just a one person that represents a conglomerate of people who work really hard. Um, they have been nothing but kind and supportive to our network and to our podcasts, and we love them endlessly. Um, yes. Your donations also help us to uh, keep our website up and running and looking as beautiful as it does. Um, it helps us to pay artists for um, cover art for our podcast and art for our website and um, art for anything else we've got going on, art for our Patreon. Um, your donations help us um, pay f our um, our hosts. We uh, actually send you a survey once you donate asking you um, which podcasts you listen to, similar to the way Max Fun does their donations. And we divide your donations evenly amongst the podcasts that you support. And so everybody gets a little bit of uh, a little bit of a payday from our Patreon. Um, and so hopefully that gives makes their lives a little bit easier and gives them more time to create more content and stream some video games or do some cooking streams or do some art yeah, and streams. We got, or we got all kinds of wonderful <coughs> rewards for you. And we have three tiers set up right now with, with possibilities for, for more down the line. Uh, first, first tier is $1 a month. That's Stargazer. And it's for the casual listener who finds it in their heart to help us reach the stars. Uh, we thank you by giving you access to bonus content mm -hmm. and access to our Discord server uh, where you will earn the uh, the role of Stargazer. And you can interact with us and some of the other hosts on the network and uh, meme and shitpost your heart desire. <laughs> uh, then, of course, there's Mission Control, $5 a month. You want to kick in a bit more to help us do what we do, you'll have the benefits of the previous tier as well as a sticker of the Lunar Light logo with your name featured on our website so what? everyone knows how awesome you are. What? Uh, so far, um, that's going to be probably the one that I would go for because I love some stickers. But we have <laughs> another tier. That, of course, is Astronauts. That's $10 a month. Um, it's the listener who, who believes in our network so much that they're willing to go to the moon and back for us. You'll get everything in the previous tiers as well as access to an exclusive monthly live stream hosted by one of the many podcasts on our network or all of us at once. Yeah. Um, as well as our eternal love and gratitude. So, And also uh, everything listed before. You still get access to the bonus content and you get the Lunar Light sticker and you get access to our Discord server. So don't feel like... But you also get the fancy schmancy role of astronaut, which everyone will look at and go, ooh. Ah. But yeah, so. seriously, you don't want to miss out on that astronaut role because we are doing some super fun stuff, especially with our Patreon streams. In March, mm -hmm. we are, um, Andy, our good friend from over on An Ending Pending, is actually putting together a D&D &D game that Haley and I are both going to be a part of, along with Mars from Artificial Ghost Radio and um, Ronnie, also from Ending Pending, and Britton Reed from Whatchacallit. So, so it's going to be, gonna really be a fun. hoot and a half. But you only get to see um, that if you donate $10 to our Patreon. So if you want to be yes. a part of that. Or if you really want to help us get across the line, spread the word to all your friends to donate. Yeah. Because if we reach our goal of $200 a month on Patreon, we're going to start a permanent um, actual play D&D podcast mm -hmm. uh, that is DM'd by none other than uh, Ryan Chongo Show. 
I don't know if he wants me to say his last name. Ryan Chongo Show. Yeah, that's so, his name. Um, Chongo, uh, yeah, he's on YouTube and he was on Spagoots for a while. And so if you want to hear him DM a, a new D&D podcast with me and Haley and a couple of other folks, please donate because once we reach $200, that's going to start airing and uh, you won't want to miss that. So, so anyway... I just wanted to plug that in our little early, 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 early pledge drive sort of preview. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we just wanted to run that by you. Thank you for sticking out through this very long honey zone, but we love you so much. We and we also you. wanted to let you all know that if you uh, send an email to uh, lunarlightstudio at gmail.com um, and uh, are able to um, give us money in some way or form probably through paypal or what have you uh we're also opening up spots called um uh incoming transmissions Mm -hmm. um where you can get your own personal message uh right here in the honey zone or in any ad on any show in any ad break on any of the shows on the network Mm -hmm. uh and you can say whatever you want to whoever you want uh, for a pretty reasonable price, um, which uh, we're figuring out, or have we figured no, it out? No, we babe? have established we're doing um, $25 for personal ads and $50 for professional or business ads. We are actually um, working on getting a page built on our website um, where you will have access to a Google form where you can fill out what your message will be, and then also a um, button that will take you to PayPal so you can send us uh, your payment and once you have done both of those things we will uh, assign you to you can pick which podcast you want to be read on and we'll get that taken care of for you so you know if you want to send a happy birthday or an anniversary message to a loved one um, if you have a new album of music or a comic book or a podcast you want to advertise on the network um that is totally awesome, and we would love to have your support. Um, and uh, all the profits are going to go to the uh, podcast that you select. So that's a great way to get a little personal message out there for you and a little way to support uh, the podcast that you love the most. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks so much, and let's, uh, let's head on back to the show. Okay. So, baby. So, darling. So the love of my life. So my sweet, beautiful girlfriend. How did you teen? How did I teen? Well, the thing about my teen years is that I'm not really that far removed from them. I feel like I am. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm a way different person now than I was as a teen, but I'm only 21. So like, I was a teen two years ago, technically. Right. Um, but like technically once a better question would be, how did you high school? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, I'm going to like talk about like middle and high school. Yes. Cause I was kind of the same person for most of those years. Okay. Um, so how did I, how did I teen? So, um, I was a super nerd. Um, I was a very musical kid of in middle school and in high school for a little bit. I went to uh, magnet art schools. Um, And so I was super involved in band. I played the French horn and I played the trumpet in jazz band. 
um, and this was middle school, and I was in the women's choir, and I was in the jazz ensemble, and I did the school musical every year. Um, sixth grade was Peter Pan. Seventh grade was, and I was a twin number two. I was a lost boy. Um, and then in seventh grade, I was the cat in the hat in Susical. And then in eighth grade, I was Lily St. Regis in Annie, which I should have been Miss Hannigan, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Not bitter. No, but like the girl who played Miss Hannigan agreed with me. We got casted in the opposite roles. She was tall and skinny and pretty, and I was short and dumpy and had a loud voice and should have been Miss Hannigan, but it's fine. Um, <clears throat> so then uh, I did that for a while, and I was like super good at music, and I did all state and all county and solo and ensemble, and like I think in seventh grade I was. I placed 23rd in the state for my sight reading score out of like, we're talking like out of 400 kids. Um, Damn. Yes. I was like, I was really good at what I did. And then uh, I was like, well, arts schools have been great for me. So I'm going to go to an arts high school for, for high school. Um, And I was super into doctor who um, in middle school and super into Tumblr. And like, I role played and like my friends and I would make like, um, music videos sitting at the foot of my bed and like mouthing lyrics to chameleon circuit songs <laughs> um which if you're not familiar with chameleon circuit that was charlie mcdonald charlie is so cool like on youtube that was his doctor who punk rock band um very 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 cool yeah that was about as like that was like my emo phase my like punk emo phase that was about as punk emo as i got i wore eyeliner and black nail polish and i listened to um i listened to chameleon circuit which was still doctor who (laughs) (laughs) um so um yeah and then high school i went to an arts high school and i was they did like majors so you had to audition to get in and then you would be you would audition for a department and then if you got into that department that's where you would go so it was vaguely like college-esque um, but still on a high school, like, you know, nine to five or seven to four schedule. Um, and so I was a musical theater major. Um, but the weird thing about that department is like, they wouldn't let me be in a choir class because choir was its own major. Um, and so I was just in my musical theater class and like, I sang maybe once a week, um, and then like at my voice lesson and so I was starved for music my entire freshman year and I was miserable I think that was really when I started to like be depressed um I was really sad and like I worked really hard but I never got any lead roles um Mm -hmm. and you know we had a teacher who like super picked favorites and had like 20 kids that were his favorite and like I always ushered for everything I house house ushered for everything I could because I wanted to be involved in like you know, I was proud of my school. I was like, you know, it's the arts high school. It's supposed to be really great. But like our productions were bad. <laughs> they were really bad, you know. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and so I was miserable. And so then seventh grade, I finally was able to like get involved with a choir outside of school. And that was the choir. I made a bunch of friends that I still have to this day and like went to Ireland with them. And it, that changed my life. Um, yeah. And that was one of my, my, one of my very first awakenings about like, I want to be in choir and music forever was in seventh grade when I did Allstate and I met Dr. Lynn Gackle, who to this day is one of my role models. Um, And then eighth grade, I had Dr. Judy Bowers, who actually taught at the university where I'm going now. She literally retired the year before I came here, 
which oh, is crazy. Man. I know. I got to meet her once when I was like 13, and I was hoping to meet her again when I switched schools, and she's not here anymore, which is really sad. But, um, Rats. so yeah, so I uh, I went to the arts high school for two years, and then uh, got really miserable, and then, so then transferred to my local high school, um, and was like much happier because um the choir director there my mom's been working with him since we moved into my neighborhood like 13 14 15 years ago um as uh his show choir director and so she was like he's so good you need to be in his program you'll be so so much happier there and i should have listened to her because she was right and i wish i had been there for four years because like those two years were the best they were so good I was in chamber and I was in um, elite, which was the show choir. And um, I was in that year, uh, my junior year, I was in Bye Bye Birdie. And then my senior year, I was in Beauty and the Beast and I played Belle. And that was like the best musical I've ever been in besides You're in Town, which was in college. But anyway, um, so yeah, no, I mostly, as you can tell, was like, I was super nerdy and like I had, I had my Steven Universe phase um, and I, I did a lot of like, um, I did a lot of Doctor Who role play. I did some Steven Universe role play. I w- wrote some fan fiction. Um, I read a lot of books. Um, I remember in middle school multiple times, like getting my books taken away from from teachers because I was reading in class. Um, I loved music. I loved singing. Um, and I also like throughout this all of this time, like super struggled with my sexuality. Like on top of everything else that was going on. Um, was really like insecure um about my body and like about my identity and like didn't know who I was who I was and like there were I actually like there were two years of my life uh like my freshman and sophomore year of high school I remember not ever thinking about sex or like anything at all because I was just too stressed (laughs) and depressed and I like never thought about do I like boys? Do I like girls? Like not the way I did when I was in middle school or like later in high school. I, it's just like these two weird years where I like never thought about it at all. And it's really bizarre. But anyway, um, yeah, I went through a lot in late high school where there was this girl that I like that, well, there was a boy that I had been friends with since forever. Cause his mom was my kindergarten teacher. And, um, I like tried to have a crush on him, because I, I thought I was supposed to, you know, I thought I should have. Everyone expected me to. And, you know, I, and it just felt so forced and fake. And then there was this girl and we became really close friends. And then I started to realize that, like, I really liked her. Um, and so then we started, like, secretly dating. And that was not, it did not end well. <laughs> it was not good. No. Uh, secret dating never works out, kids. Just don't do no. it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Either just live be out truth. or don't. Well, either live your truth and if or if you don't feel comfortable enough, like don't put someone else through that. That is not fun for you and it's really not fun for them because like there were so many times where we like made plans together and I got too scared and like backed out at the last minute and hurt her feelings and like she wanted me to go to prom with her, but I couldn't bring myself to go to prom with a girl even as like a friend because I thought like someone would pick up on it. And so I like said yes to this boy who I didn't even like. And then we ended up dating for a while because I was trying to overcompensate for the things I was feeling. And like, yeah, it just is bad. Just don't do it. Don't like 
if you take any advice when you're young, don't mess with other people's hearts because it's just does not end well for anybody. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I was, a I was a pretty average teen. Um, I, w- I was pretty average nerd teen anyway. I wasn't like cool, you know? Um, but like, as I got older, I was cool though, because like everybody wanted to be my friend because I was like, I hate to brag, but like I was, I was talented and I was the only person from my school who like went to school for music. And there were all these people in my grade who were my age who were like super talented too and like wrote songs and one kid was in a band that I like loved and I would go to all their concerts. I went to see them at Battle of the Bands and it was amazing. Um, But like it was, I was great. Like I knew all these super talented music people and then they all went to school for like engineering and nursing and physical therapy and weird shit. And so like I'm the only person from my grade that went to school for music. So like... You know, there are still kids to this day that, like, know me from being Belle or kids from um, my middle school that know me as the cat in the hat in Susical because I broke my leg over spring break two weeks before the show and still did the Mm -hmm. show anyway. And so I lived in infamy. Um, And my teacher, my former choir director still uses me as an example when her middle school students complain she's like i had a student once i'm like a legend now it's really weird but she was like i had a student once that broke her leg and still performed in the musical anyway and if she can do that you can do anything and middle schoolers are like (laughs) you know how they are they it's really funny i'm like hate life yeah yeah i yeah pretty much i i told her one time i was like you have to stop using me as an example because it makes me really uncomfortable and she was like yes but it's so effective i was like please stop i don't go here anymore i'm an adult now i'm old but anyway and it's funny because it came full circle because then like literally eight years later i directed susicle and her daughter was my jojo in that musical it was really crazy um but anyway yeah as so i was a nerdy teen i was obnoxious and um the boys were probably scared of me for a reason (laughs) 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 um but i've heard you describe yourself as bossy before (sighs) yeah i very bossy um i've always been very bossy um but also like I have very big tomboy energy. Like, I, I, I think I'm not bossy. I'm just masculine. And when a woman is masculine, it it comes off as bossy and bitchy because the world is sexist and hates us. That's valid. Um, and so I just like I just have like a very strong male energy and presence. Like I'm I when it when it comes to my workspace, like when it comes to music and theater, like I know what I'm doing and I'm very confident in myself because that's my field. Like that's I have invested all of my time and knowledge in that. So like I know what I'm talking about, you know, and men are allowed to be that way, but women are not. So everyone's just always been like, you're just really bossy and we just don't like you because you're really bossy. And I'm like, sorry, I know what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> Okay, fine. Good at my job. Sorry, I'm really good at what I do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I think boys were always really intimidated by me, but like, I secretly liked it that way because I didn't want them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember my mom at some point, like, one of the early times she kind of like found out that I was gay. She was like, 
she was like is this why none of the boys want to talk to you (laughs) i was like probably mom (laughs) probably (laughs) so because i purposefully made it so that they avoid me at all costs because i have no interest in them at all (laughs) anyway (sighs) that was me what about you how did i teen um i was uh i was an edgy teen um so if we're going through middle school and high school yeah start at um, like like early teen years like 12 13 like pre-teen okay. teen and then go up to like like 13 to 18 that's okay so when i was 12 i was in sixth grade and um the friends i had up until that point through elementary school all of a sudden one day decided they didn't want to be my friends anymore Aww. and so one day at school at lunch they just stopped talking to me um Aww. and pretended i didn't exist so i'm gonna I, beat them up and so i <laughs> i then didn't feel comfortable eating lunch in the cafeteria anymore um because i didn't have any friends and so I started eating lunch in um, my biology teacher's classroom. Um, thing, I'll be your friend. <laughs> and, um, and so I started eating lunch in my biology teacher's classroom and did that for like a week or two. Um, and then one day, uh, this other teacher, um, Mr. Fitzgerald, came to, I guess, hit on my biology teacher. Um <laughs> Like, I, like in the moment, I thought they were just talking about teacher things. But in retrospect, they had no reason to talk to each other about teacher things because they were in completely different departments. So, Ooh. and like grades. So he was clearly going to hit on her because like, you know, he was a 40 year old divorcee and she's like a young new teacher who was like 20, I don't know, 25 or something. So he was like just doing Scandal. his thing. And I... I respect that that game. Um, well, so he, well, yeah, no, I respect that. You know, he was a nice dude. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he uh, he was um, just going in there, and then he saw me, and then like had this moment of like, "What are you doing in here?" <laughs> and then I kind of explained what was going on, like loosely. I was like, "I don't really have any friends, so I just eat here instead of the cafeteria." And I guess he took pity on me and he took me into his uh, his classroom where he was rehearsing for a um, <clears throat> a, uh, a coffee house uh, show, which is kind of like a just an impromptu kind of like extracurricular um, music show. And it yeah. wasn't like band or choir or anything. It was like, you know, rock and roll guitars and bass and like, you know, coffee house band. See, um, it's funny because jazz band did coffee house. Um, and the, right. the the best part about jazz band was uh, jazz band coffee house was that they did a, a parent teacher band, um, mm. and my dad played bass and it was the best. Awesome. I felt so. But yeah. Cool. No. Then I went there and I, I I wound up hanging out in there and eating my lunch there for a little while and then um, started uh, making friends with some of the people in there and one thing led to another and I wound up in uh, my very first band. Um, which, uh, was called, uh, Bloody Consequence. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I played the bass. I didn't know how to play the bass, but I was the bassist. Um, because we decided that I had bassist energy, I guess. 
And um, wait, wasn't so, didn't you told me this story before? Didn't like the bassist like stopped showing up to rehearsal or something? Oh and well, they no. Were- this story, the 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 coffee house story, is a whole different thing. Okay. Um, basically, <laughs> somebody that was supposed to sing one song s- decided they hated it oh, and they yeah, didn't want to do it anymore, right. and this was stupid. And I had been going to this room for long enough that I had like learned the words to this song, and I was like, I can sing it. And so then it was like a scene from a movie. Like if I wound up being a rock star, this would be in the biopic right. of like, I can sing it. And then I show up and like do it really well and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I didn't do it well. It was mediocre at best, but it was the first time I ever really sang in an outfit before. So it was like good show. It was a good show. Um, so, you know, for a 13 year old, I was Listen, pretty decent. I'm retroactively proud of you. I'm proud of me too. You should uh, For be. taking that risk. But anyway, I, uh, I, you know, had a couple of middle school girlfriends that were weird and awkward. And around that time, I was also becoming quite aware of my impending uh, gender problems. Um, and so I, uh, I, I was very... problems, but... <laughs> well, you've never... Oof. Uh, so, um, but yeah, that, that was definitely problems for me at the time because it was... I didn't even have words for it. Um, so, you know, burying all that down, I kind of became super emo and listened to a lot of emo music, like, you know, My Chemical Romance and The Used and oh, fucking stand. Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco and yes, Paramore. Um, and so I got, like, really into, like, pop punk and emo music, which kind of forayed into punk rock later on. But I uh, when I went to, you know... what. Shit got real in middle school, and I had to basically switch schools because <laughs> yeah. uh, I got outed, and that was a problem. Um, and so I had to leave the fucking school district, and wound up going to a different school. And um, I, I had a real like this is where how did I teen gets kind of blurry, right? Because <clears throat> there are archetypes, like. The way you know the wasters, the stoner kids, right? right? And then there's the fucking punk rock kids, and then there's the hippie kids, and then there's the like preppy kids, and you know, and I was like all of them at one point or another mm-hmm. because I couldn't change the one thing in my life I wanted to change, so I decided to change everything else about me repeatedly, and so I you hopped w- so- social circles a lot. Yeah, so I was an emo outcast kid when I first went into high school as a freshman. I was like an emo outcast kid. I had the bangs and the fucking, I had flat ironed my hair and I wore eyeliner and nail polish and shit. And um, yeah, and like I wore like, I had a dress code at the time. So I wore a black button down shirt with a black tie and black pants. Um, And then I originally, and then I eventually splashed in a red tie on the black shirt to symbolize the blood. Uh, so that was <laughs> that was my like intro to that whole scene. I dyed my hair black and like it was real. It was a real emo moment for me. Um, and then I uh, started idolizing. I think I had a crush on him. Honestly, there's this guy uh, named Matt who was this like big old hippie kid and he had long long hair and he wore bandanas. And he brought his acoustic guitar to school and the girls loved him. And I was like, I like this guy. I want to be like him. So I just started following him around like a pest. And like he would bring his guitar to school. So I would bring my guitar to school. And then we would like busk in the quad. 
and like made money somehow and the school was okay with that so like you would like on during study hall we would like busk in the quad playing beatles songs and bob dylan and stuff and i like learned how to play the harmonica on a on a neck stand um so that i could like play it and sing at the same time and play my guitar and like do the do the thing and i grew my hair out really long and i started wearing bandanas and like fucking really leaned into the hippie thing i think around that time hair was on broadway Mm. and uh i made another hippie friend uh named brooke and we went to see hair together oh my Um, god i met her through uh theater and that was the other thing i was also a theater kid because I wanted to do theater as soon as I got to the school because my brother went to that school too and he did theater and I always thought it was the coolest shit. So I signed up for the play immediately and like coasted in and like just did the thing and I made a bunch of theater friends and then that wound up leading into choir. So then I was a choir kid and a theater kid and um, so I was doing both of those. But then... I uh, I took it was my sophomore year French class where I met um, my good friend uh, Zach and he and I and our other friend Peter um, started a band and Peter was um, hmm, obnoxious and so he <laughs> uh, was trying to play like speed metal and he was very bad at it um, and we were just trying to make music and uh, so. Peter kept trying to, like, rip these crazy solos over our, like, really simple songs. And eventually we kicked him out of the band. And uh, we got a drummer, Andrea, um, who was our our cool chick drummer. Um, And she was a little lesbian-to-be, but she didn't know it yet. Um, And then eventually I was like, you're gay. And she was like, I am. And I'm like, you are. And she was like, oh, I am. Um, And, uh... Then later on, we added in our bassist, Pierce, and um, then we had an outfit, and we were a fucking full-on punk rock band, and we, like, played at shows in, like, the actual punk rock scene, and, like, got drunk with, like, actual punks, and, like, got high with actual punks, and smoked cigarettes in, like, basements in Plainfield, New Jersey, and, like, started fucking getting tattoos and shit, and, like we were recording albums in his basement, like just with whatever fucking equipment we had. How old and were just you like at this point? 16, 17. Like we were just like living the fucking dream. We were living the punk rock dream. And I kind of settled on punk. I was like, this is kind of everything. And I like, you know, I was really into fucking um, a lot of pop punk at the time. But then I was also getting into like Green Day and Rancid and then Operation Ivy and Sublime. And then like, getting into the older shit, social distortion and bad religion, like really digging in, you know, bad brains and fucking all this stuff. And, um, descendants. Oh God. So then we were, we were just like really getting into this shit and fucking, um, playing the stuff. And like all the while I'm still fucking trans, but I, I came out to them and they were really chill about it. And like, you know, we, it was just, it was a little family I had. And, um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, I started doing drugs and stuff, and then, you know, we all wound up kind of... We lived the punk rock dream. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Basically, we were the perfect punk rock band because we uh, got together, made a bunch of songs, played a bunch of shows, built up a small amount of notoriety, were about to record an album, but didn't, broke up, and never were heard of again. Um, 
It's the it's the perfect punk story. <laughs> there are a million stories like it, but this one is mine. Um, and yeah, and so up through my like up through eighteen uh, years old, I pretty much just ran with this crew. Um, and like part of our rebellion was like all of the other kids in school were like, "Fuck school! School's for squares! I don't want to study! I don't want to do my homework!" I don't care if I fail, whatever, my parents will pay for me to get into college regardless, it doesn't matter. And so our act of rebellion was, let's do good at school. And so, um, because no one else was doing it. And so we just kind of like studied together and did our homework. (laughs) And like, we're like, yeah, dude, let's stick it to the man by succeeding at our academic studies. Um, God, I wish that uh, were me. It was a fun time, man. It was, it was, we had, we had these sleepovers. We had all these inside jokes. We had a YouTube channel. It's still out there if you want to see my music from the past um, and see a very skinny and male me. Um, uh, the YouTube channel is the ANFC. ANFC. It stands for the American National Flag Commitment. We thought it was really cool. There's a great story behind it, but I won't bother you with it here. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I kind of, I was just using a lot of this like showy bravado to, um, we won the battle of the bands twice at high school as well. Um, I love we it. were just a really tight outfit, but like, yeah. And I wore a lot of tight outfits. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we, uh, that's kind of how I covered up all the pain, you know, like yeah. all of the like insecurities about my gender and my sexuality um and then when that was gone all i had was drugs um but that didn't really kick in until you know all of the 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 alone time i had in my gap year when i when i got my surgery and then i went to college and one thing led to another um but yeah most of my teens were spent just kind of writing a lot of sad poetry um writing a lot of angry songs screaming into microphones and like dicking around in converse like <laughs> you know it's a pretty fucking all-american Living good the dream. old story yeah and i mean like we we did we did it you know and like there was one huge moment though in there i went to this camp called lead for diversity and um learned a lot about like social issues and it was mm-hmm. a, it was an incredible experience, and that was when I was fifteen. And I, I I don't think any discussion of my teenage years would be complete without mentioning that that was the first time I came out as trans to a group of people, um, and felt like proud enough of my identity to do that. So, oh, that's sweet, baby. Yeah. So that was uh, that was how I teened. I was I think the best way was a an edgy and frenetic teen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I was definitely nerdy and frenetic, so we're perfect for each other. Yeah. (sighs) So. So. Buttons. Buttons. Pants. I'm, like, really glad I'm not a teen anymore. Can I just say? Yes. Like, I'm still a angsty 20-something with like a whole new set of problems now, but like mm-hmm. I have better coping skill- skills and like how to deal with stuff uh-huh. to a certain degree. I know you probably oh, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't agree with that completely, but um, well, you're probably better than you were. I know I am. I mean, my only 
coping skills back in the day as well, a teenager Well, I also was were. just like occasionally a really mean person. Mm-hmm. Like just really angry and really mean and would just like say shit to people and wouldn't care. Right. Um, and sometimes I think back to that, like, cause I was definitely overcompensating for my insecurity. Um, and like, I think back to that and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are? Calm down. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I am. Um, I'm I so not just, like that anymore. <laughs> I, I had zero fucking chill. Um, oh, yeah. Whatsoever. Big mood. Wow. Um, zero chill. Just always on edge. Always like ready to snap. And like yeah. the t- the testosterone didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was always ready to snap at all times. And um, I think at one point I bit my bassist out of anger. Um, and he was like so sad and depressed that he didn't even care. <laughs> we were all fucked up, man. Um, yeah, life. and I mean, like you know, you know, I ran the gamut of like negative coping skills, drug abuse, self harm, like you name it, and like it's just fucking life, man. Like it shows up, and you got to deal with it however you can. Yeah, and like minimizing the amount of damage you do to yourself and others is the only thing you can kind of control at that point, because like you got to cope. And when yeah. you're that age, you don't know how. You have no idea. You have no chill. You have no tools. You have no one to talk to because you you don't trust anyone because your brain keeps telling you that no one cares. Right. And like you just don't know how to fucking deal. And so you do what you can. You reach out to whatever fucking thing is nearby that gives you even a moment of like, am I, is this okay? Like I remember distinctly like, you know, uh, you know, um, trigger warning for self-harm like i remember you know when i cut myself i i didn't know why i was doing it i was just like this is what you do when you're sad right like i i'm sad i don't know why and this isn't making me feel happier but i guess i'm supposed to do this i don't know what to do no i remember doing the same thing i remember like i never i remember trying to cut myself because i thought that's just what people did Right. When they were feeling things and like didn't know how to express what they were feeling. Right. And I I couldn't do it because it hurt so bad. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I mean This isn't it's... fun. Why do people do this? <laughs> Why do and people I mean, glorify like... this? This is not enjoyable. I don't like this at all. And so I, I only made like a little tiny incision. There's not even a scar anymore on my wrist where it was. Yeah, but... I mean like I still have scars, but like it's it's like I I've done it I did it multiple times and like every time I was like I think this is helping, yeah. but I don't know. Like, I can't be sure. My self-harm like, was more like, my self-harm was more me standing in front of the mirror with no clothes on and like pinching and poking at my body and like mm. pulling and tugging and like pulling body hairs out and like scratching myself. And like, it wasn't ever like, it was me, it was like insecure, like wearing really baggy clothes and like, you know, right. dressing like, you know in like yoga pants and like really loose fitting like jazz pants and a sweatshirt in the middle of august in florida when it was 90 degrees outside and like sweating but like not wanting people to see me you know 
Right. Um, that yeah, was, I mean, that was, it, my self-harm was incredibly, it was very internal. It was not, I did not yeah. do a whole lot of external stuff. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, like, being a teen is hard. Yeah. And like, you know, we've kind of gone off book here. Because Still Buffering kind of focuses a lot on the posies. But, Which um, I appreciate them for. Because it's easy to be not posy when talking about teen stuff. Which we have proven. But, um, yeah, I mean, on a positive note, though, you know, for the teenage listeners we have out there, um, hang in there. Yeah. Your your brains are still cooking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not to say, like, you're incomplete and you're you're bad right now. And, right. like, you know, there's no you're out of control. It's literally like just like hang in there and keep keep it going. When people say it gets better, it doesn't mean life stops being terrible sometimes because life just, continues to be terrible sometimes yeah. someone i knew easier it, to make to deal yeah. with the terrible yeah someone i knew in in recovery um just overdosed um i found out today that they died and i at one point in my life would have be, I, I wouldn't be able to do this show but I have an obligation to do this and I've made a commitment to myself that I'm going to do this and put out an episode every Friday every other Friday and that was my choice and that is my commitment to you and to myself and to Blue and to the network and at one point in my life I would not have been able to do that but now I can do that and that just takes time mm-hmm. life shows up but that doesn't mean you have to give up yeah well, and I, you know, and I know you you said about like things will get better. Um, and I remember being like 16 and hearing people say like, oh, it gets better. You just have to wait. And like, I remember thinking like, that's such bullshit. Like, stop saying that to me because you're driving me crazy. But like, I, you know, we don't say it to you to like belittle you or make you feel bad about yourselves. We say that because it's true. And like things do get better. And it's, it's funny because like things get things are still bad like you know i'm 21 and like my life isn't perfect yeah we still live in america in 2019 <laughs> right there's still a lot of bad things um you know i'm a gay woman in the south in 2019 in the united states and like it, it sucks sometimes um yeah but like the things that seem bad to you now like at the time they're monumental but later it's it's not as bad you know it gets easier it gets better you learn how to handle things you know and that doesn't make them not important either the things that you worry about it doesn't make them trivial or unimportant or stupid or dumb it just your feelings are valid yeah and your experience is valid and your responses are valid Mm -hmm. um it's just a matter of you know it takes time to develop those skills and things just get easier to deal with you know the things that are seem monumental now later you have better coping skills and you can easily more easily handle like a friend not talking to you you know a friend not talking to you is less important than oh oh my god my bills are due tomorrow and i don't have enough money in my bank account right (laughs) like but it's also your priorities shift it's not even a matter of priorities it's it's literally a matter of perspective and like when you realize like hey you know what (laughs) if someone doesn't want to talk to me for whatever fucking reason then i don't want to talk to them whatever you know like if that's their fucking choice then i don't want them in my life and you you gain that perspective and if i can leave you with anything in this episode to kind of cheer up a little bit after this weird serious note we took is um please 
please, please ask for help. Yeah. Anytime, especially if you're like at that end of the road moment, you know, at that turn left or turn right. And, you know, we all know what left is, you know, ask for help, you know, ask someone to help help you turn right. You know, because sometimes yeah. you can't do it on your own. Well, and, and again, like it's 2019, you know, just it, it, it's a different time now than even when I was a teen. You know, it's things are things are different and things are changing and they still suck. But like there are people out there who love you and support you and want you to be who you want to be and like want you to be happy and safe and so, like, find your people, find your tribe. They talk about that a lot on Still Buffering. Find your tribe. And you yeah, will find, find your tribe. Your tribe. Find the, you will find, find them. Find the people that love the shit you love. And, you know, even if it's, like, dumb, stupid shit oh like D&D and yes. fucking podcasts. Like, we found our tribe. We turned it into fucking Lunar Light Studio. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what we did with our tribe. So, like, your tribe is out there. And it might not be in your shit shithole fucking town and it might not be in your shithole fucking school yeah but you know what like if you can pull together the scratch to get to college it's gonna be there oh, and even yeah. if it's not there it's gonna be when you fucking move out and pull together the scratch to get your own apartment and you find some fucking people in your town move mm-hmm. out of that fucking shithole town man if you live in a shithole town fucking get leave out get the get fuck out. out of there i get did the fuck out of there i did and i made some of the best friends of my life I would not have yeah, met dude. Haley if I hadn't left my shithole town. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, you you don't have to physically leave your shithole town either. Like, that's what the internet's good for. I mean, like, yeah. be safe and don't trust fucking anybody. But like, you know, be fucking, yeah. be adventurous. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. get out there and find your people. You know, Tumblr's great for that. But like, there's no substitute for finding, you know, I can't, I, I remember the first time I like, internet life for me became reality and it was right after i got clean and i went to see a game grumps show live and i went to a game grumps show live and i was like all these fucking people also watch game grumps that's awesome like it was just (laughs) it was just a moment of like you know before this solitary internet thing you just see these numbers on the screen like 10 million views and you're like that doesn't mean anything but then you see them in real life and you're like oh you're some of those 10 million people and like it's 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 important to to find where you belong oh, and it's so it, it's literally about you know what makes your heart go pitter pat you <laughs> and find other people who feel that way and just fucking jam man just fucking jam if your shit is like fucking omelets dude <laughs> Find some fucking chefs and just be like, yo, you know what it's like when you flip that omelet and it's not brown and you're like, hell yes, I didn't burn the fucking omelet. And you just have that good gooey shit in the middle and they're just like, fuck, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You You know what I mean? Yes, no, I know what you mean. You murdered me and now I have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) So I am my mother's anyway, daughter. Um, let's um let's, let's wrap, wrap it up. Yes, but um we love you. And we I love, love you. you baby. I love you, baby. I'm so excited to see you tomorrow. I'm seeing her tomorrow. I'm driving down to Tallahassee. Or today to when this episode comes out. Yeah, today when this episode comes out, I'll be sleeping. But when I'm you, gonna drive down afterwards. When you are listening to this episode, 
on your drive home from work, just know that I'm sitting in my girlfriend's arms and we're eating sushi. Yes. And watching something. Probably Titanic. Um, You're going to make me watch Titanic. I am. So um, here's here's my challenge for you all is um, call somebody that you think is into something you are into or you know is into something you're into and just fucking geek out about that shit together. Yeah. Just be like, I'm so grateful I have you to fucking love omelets together. Mm-hmm. You know, like fucking, I just, just, I just be grateful, man. Like, and like tell them that they, they, they matter to you and, 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 you know, don't expect them to say the same thing, but they might very well. You know, like just have a moment of being like, hey, we're here together and we're into the same shit and this is fucking rad. And like take that time. And Hell also yeah. uh, tell that friend about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is um, your thing McElroy's? Well, guess what? We've got news for you. We got a podcast we about got, it. We got a whole podcast about it right a here. Whole podcast. A whole podcast. Yeah, share, share some fucking uh, Monster Factory with some friends oh, of yours. Oh, my God. Seriously, that's the fastest way to make friends that are all like super passionate about something is just to show them. Mo- I do not know a single person that has seen Monster Factory and doesn't like it. Yeah, and if they for do, sure. they're Even a my brother, monster. who's like a big old fucking Dorcas idiot about everything, and I show him stuff that I'm like, this is great, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Oh, by Dorcas fucking... idiot, do you mean prick? Yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> Sorry. That was really <laughs> so, mean, but I hate how pretentious your brother is. It irritates He can the be crap pretty pretentious sometimes, but I showed him Monster Factory, and like, he'll still fucking quote it to me. I showed him Boy Mare, and he still yeah. quotes it to me. So, yeah. like, it's fucking. Even if, if my brother likes it, anybody likes it. So, now, my brother, who's also a, a slightly less pretentious, but still pretty pretentious white boy, loves Final Pam and loves the Mabim Bam TV show. We quote it to each other all the time. So. He you called know, me the other day and he was like, I would like to discuss with you pornography for birds. I was like, is mom around? She can't hear you saying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to obviously tweet about this. And yeah. um, if you hear this, please come on Twitter um, at GoodBoysGirlsTM yep. uh, and find this tweet. Um, give it a retweet and, and reply to it um, with uh, how you teened. Um, and and you we're going to at... We're gonna what? at still buffering uh, in the in the tweet. We so are. let's just let's just let them know how we all teen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just tell us how you teen and tell us something that just fucking makes you just dandy. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If you tell what's us how your you teened, omelet? tell us how you teened and tell us about your omelet. Um, tell us yeah, about your special your... interest. <laughs> what's the thing that you like? Wake up in the morning thinking about and go to bed at night thinking about and could scream about. Like, for me, it's the Princess Bride. Like, I could talk endlessly about the Princess Bride forever and ever mm-hmm. and ever because it's my favorite thing and I love it so much. Um, mm-hmm. And I know everything about it and I never know everything about anything and that's the one thing I know everything about. So, like, that, like, find that thing and talk about it and because the internet's a great place for that and I guarantee you'll find someone else who's also really into the stuff you're into. Okay. We're gonna go now. You know we love you. I'm having I'm having a moment here. I think that thing for me might be history. I think it is, baby. You did literally give me pretty much the entire history of the world last night while we were on the phone together. I gotta change my major. Anyway, so <laughs> thank you all for listening. And as we always say here, take, take a, a hammer, hammer and fix the podcast. podcast. <laughs>
and gay.